Hello, hello. What's up? How goes it? It's Saturday, uh, about 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am Robert, and this is Hanging with the Bears. What's up, Andrew, Catherine? How are you guys doing? Liberty Stead, here we go. John, welcome in. Hope you enjoyed your Saturday. What's everybody up to? What's up, humanoid? Hope life is treating you well. If not, I hope you're making uh, lemonade out of lemons. So tonight we got uh, Sean V. Planet hanging out. You're wearing your hanging with the bear's shirt and nothing else. Oh, uh, that's a little, a little serious. Um, Whitson, what's up, man? I'm, ro I'm rocking my hoodie. I'm telling you guys, these hoodies are stinking comfortable. I was really impressed how comfortable they are. But uh, it's cool to see the merch is rolling in. Thank everybody that showed some love and, and all that. They're, uh, they're turned out really well. Very, very pleased with it. What's up, Brandon? See you, Sean. Um, I'm going to grab you here in just a second. Camera bear, bowler bear. What's up, guys? What it do? It, it do a lot. It do a lot. Looks up, bear. What's up? Yo, yo, yo. All right, cool. I'm going to grab Sean real quick. Truly living papa. Welcome in. Welcome in. See here. Sean. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Ah, oh, doing very well. Very well. How about yourself? Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Doing well. Just ate a late dinner and kind of oh, relaxing. Yeah. So, but, um, what'd you have? Uh, some barbecue. Oh, nice. Like red meat or bust. Yeah. <laughs> usually it's either barbecue or like a steak for me, man. I'm a meat and potatoes yeah. type of dude. So, what about yourself? Yeah, I've been getting. Yeah, I've been getting into the red meat a lot, you know, trying to cook it as, like, raw as possible and eat, eat as little carbs as possible. I got a little bit of a winter belly. You know, I uh, hibernated hibernated bear this uh, winter, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all new, good, man. I got a new job that I, I work a lot, you know, 12-hour days lifting and stuff, doing a lot of, like, um, cardio burning or um, calorie burning. Yeah. So I'm trying to eat, like, as little carbs as possible and burn this gut off, you know? Yeah. That's what's up, man. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to have you in, have you do the show and stuff, man. I've, yeah. I've definitely, uh, you know, kept up with you and kind of enjoyed your vibes. You know, it seems like <laughs> you always have some, some interest and insight. And, you know, we kind of have a similar, just a passion for the Lord and stuff. So I always appreciate that when I see it in somebody else. And um, but for the guys that are new or the few people that may not be familiar with you, just kind of give you a brief introduction, what you want the people to know about yourself. So, Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm Sean. Sean Corey is my name, but I go by like Sean versus the planet. And then Sean V planet is kind of the easy way. It's like the Instagram handle, you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of, that's kind of just took over as your, uh, Instagram handle just becomes your like new name uh, right. <laughs> or Sean B planet bear. You know, I just don't really go by it cause I make my own content. So um, yeah. Sean B planet bear or Maximus bear is what I'm actually verified as, but I rarely go by that. Um, yeah. Let's make streams like live streamer. Uh, talk about theology, philosophy, politics, kind of everything and anything that's interesting. Uh, conspiracy theories, just fun and interesting stuff. 
um, blog. I do a little bit of blogging and just some various content producing, kind of, you know, talking crap on the internet or trying to spread some logos on the internet, you know, one way or another. I read devotionals. I have like a devotional reading stream. So I try to like, and that's kind of like by men for men devotionals. And it's kind of like, like me encouraging my brothers out there and kind of giving some good insights and stuff I'm learning and want to share with, you know, men out there, men of God out there. Um, and just recently started on the new, the new journey of uh, Tentaria. So trying to get all the Tennessee bears together and just other like bear adjacent people and Christians in Tennessee together to just start really getting serious about, you know, building families, building community, homesteading, um, kind of just living as simply and as godly as possible as, uh, you know, following the righteous path um, as much as possible here in our little pocket of the world, you know, <laughs> our little geographic corner of the world. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, just follow me on the stuff. I'm sure most people here, I, I see all my homies in the chat already. Um, my chat's kind of small, so sorry. Uh, there we go. I've never done this Instagram live. But yeah, Joe, Pumpy, Wobbly, um, mods in my chat, you know, Andrew, John Spadova, all these legends, bears after bears, legends after legends, crushers out there um, that are kind of cross-stream with you guys and me and, you know, Owen and everything. Shout out to all you guys for always just being awesome people <laughs> and, you know, keeping, keeping each other in check and being inspirational and sharing knowledge and sharing love with each other. Um, wouldn't be here today without you guys, um, at least in the state I am right now. So I'm very appreciative of that and appreciative of what you're doing. You copperette bear, you know, Papa Jay legends doing the thing with bears is awesome. Um, I'm sure everyone here is very appreciative in the live chat of what you guys are doing, but yeah, you guys are doing really good work. Man, yeah. Appreciate Thank it. you for having me on. <laughs> yeah, I am very appreciative of that, like in a selfish sense, but also in like the broader sense of, you know, just having another um, another channel, another another platform for people to kind of share their lives, share their stories, get to know you, you guys as hosts, and then all the like us as bears, as individuals, and just network with each other and, you know, live, laugh, and love with each other and spread what's good, true, and beautiful out in the world together. Mm. So yeah, keep a, up the good work. <laughs> that was a, uh, a yeah. great introduction. So, well, I know you've been like, keeping up with Owen yeah. for a good while, but kind of what what made your paths cross, or where where were you originally introduced to him? That. Um, do you want the long long version or the short version? Either way, man. Uh, <laughs> we can just hang out, bro. I'm here yeah. to chill. I love it. I love it. Um, I'll kind of give the medium version but you know i was raised by basically you know my whole story was like raised by atheist liberal intellectual type parents who kept god away from me so i grew up undisciplined spiritually distant from god just very like hedonistic selfish you know undisciplined lacking character that sort of thing um big leftist family so i grew up like loving obama you know i thought obama was going to save the world and uh <laughs> I went to college in 2009, like right when he was taking over. So I was like a college leftist, loved Obama. And then, you know, of course, Obama just was horrible. So <laughs> you start asking questions. You're like, wait, he's like bombing more countries. Wait, he's like, he's like giving money to Wall Street. Like what? what? He's yeah, not like, saving the world. What's happening? He you said know? fundamentally change the country. What did he mean by that? Like, <laughs> yeah, for better or for worse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. So I just started asking questions, you know, and then so by like 2011, 2012, I kind of fell into that like Ron Paul, Stephen Molyneux kind of libertarian anarchist kind of, you know, sphere. And 
you know, the joke in that circle is you're libertarian for six months and then you become an anarchist. And I became kind of like that anarcho-capitalist kid, a little angry, wanted to overthrow the government, wanted to, you know, live without without rulers and without the state and stuff. And, you know, just got very angry, lived a very angry life and moved out to San Diego and partied, just party, 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 hedonist, hedonist, you know, sex, porn, pot smoker, you know, drugs, alcohol, just everything. And, you know, lack, lack character, lack, dis- lack discipline. And just kind of kept spiraling down. You know, it was always kind of funny and goofy and friendly. So I was still kind of like a floating by, you know, with friends and family in my life and stuff. And then about like uh, maybe a year after Trump was in office, you know, Trump kind of started like waking me up to to just myself, just all the chaos that was happening politically and societally. And I basically just started seeing myself for who I really was, you know. And all the failures I, wa- I had and, you know, just how, like, miserable my life was and how, you know, just addicted I was and how much of, like, an earthly beast I was. So I started realizing, like, who I was, but I was unable to change it. You know, I just was unable to, like, overcome my problems, you know. And I just kept kind of going down. It was just this downward, and I'm, I was aware of it. I was woke to my own failures, you know, and I was just going down. And, you know, eventually kind of, you know, not to get too sad, stick with me here, but I, you know, stick with, stay with, stay too. But, you know, I made the decision to just kill myself. You know, I was like, this is, you know, my life's only going to get worse. I can't fix myself. You know, I'm a mess. I was kind of very atheist. I was like, God's not real. Like, let me just end it all. And it's kind of a long story what happened, but basically in the, in the course of a day, God, truly just intervened, like divine, divinely intervened in my, uh, my selfish little plans and woke me up and prevented me from taking my life. And from that day on, I just knew God was real. And so ever since, it's just been this upward journey of just, all right, God is real, fully, undeniably. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. Yeah. What do I do, though? <laughs> like, now what do I do? Like, why don't, do I, I mean, all my here? friends are atheists, my family's atheists, like the whole, you know, everything around me is just so... You know, it's California, it's San Diego. I'm in like, the, you know, hipster, artsy, leftist friends and stuff and partiers. And I was kind of like, I don't know what to do, you know. So I started, you know, of course, you just go to YouTube. <laughs> you go to YouTube. I found like Jesse Lee Peterson and Steven Crowder and Ben Shapiro and Gavin McInnes and just started kind of really deep diving on all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I first found Owen was through Crowder. And then... um Crowder, I don't really remember exactly what happened, but he like got bought out by someone, some company. And they kicked out, that company then kicked off Owen, you know, kicked off Gavin, it kicked off Michelle Malkin. And so I kind of was like, hmm, you know, this seemed really shady. Maybe I should really look up this Owen guy, you know, and see what he's all about. And I specifically remember like turning on to the first stream I turned on to. It was Owen wearing a Russian hat <laughs> in his backyard, throwing junk into a, into a fire and just ranting about the moon landing. And I was like, yes, <laughs> this guy, this guy gets it, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was also like around that time, I just first started reading the Bible. Like for the first time in my life, I just never read the Bible. So I was reading the New Testament and just waking up spiritually and just Owen was like cracking, I mean, you know, being the, the, the spell breaker, you know, just cracking these these codes in my head that I thought I had um, so figured out. <laughs> I guess I had the world so figured out in my selfish little puny brain, but Owen was like breaking those spells and just giving me confidence. And 
so after that, it was just over. You know, you, when you find Owen, it's just this journey. And, you know, I, I was watching him quit alcohol. You know, about, about a month or two after that, after I first found him, was when he was quitting alcohol and, yeah. you know, just overcoming obstacles and being inspirational. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do that too. You know, and the Bible's telling me to do this. Like everything's just telling me to do this. So I just started sobering up, quit smoking cigarettes, quit smoking weed, quit drinking, no more porn, no more sex, you know, and just step by step, like move myself out of San Diego just kind of quit my job, packed my bags and moved to Nashville. I felt God pulling me to Nashville for some reason. And I was like, I'll just go live homeless and figure it out. And step by step, just kind of meet bears along the way and work hard and kind of overcome myself and sober now for two years. God in my life for two years. Everything's amazing. Everything's great. <laughs> um, yeah. So like the long story is I kind of found Owen about a month or two after the biggest change I could have ever imagined in my life, you know, kind of truly being born again. And he really helped me lead me to God. You know, I wouldn't say he saved me. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Christ saved me, but yeah. Owen kind of helped lead me in that direction. You know, right when I was first really diving into just who, who, our, who our Savior truly is and what he's all about, Owen was right there to kind of be a, a living, earthly example of that for me. Like, how do I truly be Christ-like? Well, this guy's doing it. You know, this guy's kind of doing a good job of it and working through his problems, you know. So, yeah, saying is the, yeah, the legend, you know, the (laughs) legend who guides you, yeah. Like, it's crazy how it works with that a lot of times, too. It may be, like, at a distance you see somebody or it may be, like, very personal, like somebody in your life who takes the time and, and shows you love and shows you what it looks like or whatever. But, like, I've heard it said, you know, that a lot of times the way it works is somebody will, like, literally pick you up and carry you to the cross and put you at the foot of the cross. <laughs> and then eventually they'll, like, walk you hand in hand as you, you know, as you gradually are growing or learning what, what it looks like to follow. And then, like, eventually it gets to a point where, like, they're just pointing you at the cross and then you, you know what to do. And then, you know, that element's removed to where it's just like, you know, the cross is where you go. You know what I mean? Like nobody has to tell you, nobody has to show you or whatever. And so it's like just maturing with that spiritually. But um, that that really is incredible, man. Like what what drew you to Nashville? Or was that just where your heart was pulling you? Or like, how did that work? Yeah, I mean, without sounding too crazy, like God just spoke to me like with a voiceless voice. It was just, everything was just pulling me here. I didn't know anyone. I'd never even been here before. <laughs> didn't have a job, didn't have a place lined up. I wanted to move to Texas or Idaho. Um, I have friends in San Diego that were from Boise and from Austin. So they had like connections and they knew people or they were like kind of planning on moving back there eventually. So I kind of kept being like, I'll go live in the mountains of Idaho or I'll go, you know, it's going to be Boise area or go live in Austin, you know? So that was like my head. My thoughts were like, I want to move. I want to move. And God was like, I have plans for you in Nashville. And I was like, I don't understand that. <laughs> I, don't think you, I don't think you're getting it. I don't think you're right here, uh, Lord. But yeah, just everything about it, just with constant prayer and just you know, silent prayer and meditation and just signs and symbols in my life. And just the voiceless voice, that unexplainable Holy Spirit working through, through you just you know, led me here. And so I kind of just gave in. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's like, let's do this, you know, yeah. let's, do, let's take this risk and just do it. And um, it's just been phenomenal. Like every step of the way, like he, God just provides, you know, it's like if I ever have a, ever have a problem, if I'm just truly trusting, truly staying faithful, like 
he finds a way to provide opportunities for me. Like those doors are open. And if I'm willing to walk through them, he'll open the next door for me. You know, if I'm kind of being selfish and stuck in my own (laughs) thoughts and understandings and wants and desires, you know, those doors will close or, you know, I won't be walking through them. Yeah. And he just leads me to the right people at the right times, you know, (laughs) in big and small ways. Yeah. It's like the story of Jonah. No matter what, like if God has something for you, like you can go the long yeah. way about it or you can go the short way, but <laughs> yeah, if you're exactly. going to end up where you're supposed to be, like, you know, if you're even kind of open to what he's telling you. Um, yeah, But exactly, so, yeah. like, the new job and stuff, what, what all are you doing with that? Like, how did that end up lining up? Kind of the same way, man. I mean, I he brought me to this mega church. You know, God brought me to this mega church. And at first I was like, awesome, cool. This is my new church. You know, and I met some really good people, some people that are going to be like long-term friends. And But I think really, I mean, this was about a month or two before Corona last year. And I think he wanted to show me how broken the church is, you know, how broken churches are in America. Like here, you, like, because I've never been, I was never born and raised in a church. I don't know what churches are like. I mean, I got the job and I had to look up what Baptists believe. I was like, what is a Baptist? <laughs> What do they believe? What's different between, you know, I'm like so ignorant about what churches are like and how they function or what they really are, you know, so I'm kind of ignorantly thinking like, oh, all these Christians, like, that's awesome. And then when you start seeing kind of, you know, behind the scenes, you start getting a peek behind the curtain, you know, yeah. <laughs> and then you see how much they just failed during, you know, Corona, you know, it was like this, but this giant test God was giving us and I was working like in the, in the underbelly of the, the institution, you know, watching all the failures and selfishness and kind of that materialistic thinking. Um, And, you know, initially the job was kind of supposed to be like maintenance, like a maintenance worker. But with Corona and stuff, I just kind of ended up being like a janitor, kind of just like, uh, you know, sanitize door handles and (laughs) clean bathrooms four times that no one's ever even used, you know, just for the sake of it. Everything in the demonic holy water. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. We literally were like spraying it. We were spraying that uh, satanic holy water around um, in, on the pews and stuff, you know. But yeah, just in the last couple months, I just know, I mean, I want a homestead eventually. So I need to stop, you know, just watching YouTube videos about it and start actually learning the skills. So yeah. I kind of was putting myself out there for like tree working jobs, farming jobs, um, carpentry is kind of my long term career path plan. But um, this job just reached out to me and it's just been so amazing it was just the right people at the right time it's a handful of like former marines and uh one of them the the boss the owner is like a marine drill sergeant (laughs) pretty intense (laughs) pretty intense but also just really good guy you know they're just family men like like country folk in tennessee just men of god um really physically like really demanding like physically demanding but then also just like spiritually connected people you know no masks in sight they like laughed at the fact of you know having to wear a mask kind of thing and they just know what they're doing and the job is building retaining walls so it's like kind of construction like building walls um for kind of like around residential homes and also like giant construction projects so it's like literally just moving giant rocks and setting them into place and a lot of it's pretty like dumb and stupid. Like anyone that's kind of physically capable can just kind of like grab a rake and rake gravel or, you know, shovel dirt or put a block into place. 
but also some of it's very intricate and mathematical. Like you have to be pretty precise with how you're laying these blocks, you know? And if you're messing up, the more you go up the wall, the more it kind of, the problem compounds. Um, so it's kind of weird. It's kind of in one sense, like a dumb, like anyone can do this with two arms and two legs kind of thing. <laughs> and, you know, an ability to like show up on time. And another aspect of it is actually like really complex. It's kind of cool, this like dichotomy or a contrast, I guess, of like the complexity and the simplicity in it. And I think that's how a lot of like these trade jobs are. You know, I think it is kind of like that, like, yeah, you get the perception, like any dumb idiot can like be a plumber, right? (laughs) But when you actually go do it, it's actually like pretty technical. Like you have to know what you're doing, you know, mistakes are kind of costly, (laughs) you know, not just financially, but like for people's lives, for people's, you know, like whatever task or thing you're doing for somebody. Um, but yeah, overall, it's just really good. It's like character develop, character building for me, um, discipline building and skill building. And they kind of are wanting me to rise up. So they're kind of almost like preparing me to become kind of like a leader. But I'm almost looking at it as like a temporary job. So I'm kind of stuck right now um, between maybe making this like a career, <laughs> rising up in this company or just kind of moving on because I kind of want to do tree work um, and like farming, like maybe work at like a tree nursery or a plant nursery or yeah. be like an arborist and then eventually kind of move on to being like a carpenter long-term. So I kind of want to just keep moving from job to job and just getting skills, like homesteading skills along the way <laughs> and getting paid for it. So yeah, but it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So and the, the joke going around is, you know, Trump couldn't build the wall, so I will. You know, right, right. <laughs> um, don't worry, guys. I got it. I got it. I got us. I'll cover it. <laughs> that's, that's interesting, though, just how everything connected. Like, whenever I was going through school of ministry, there was a guy named Lyle Phillips that's actually a pastor in Nashville. Have you ever heard of Legacy Nashville? It's a church there. No, no it's kind of a it's kind of a smaller church, but anyway, like he spoke. And um, in the school, and I didn't know who this dude was, whatever. And I, I, I had this idea of how I thought God moved, right? You know, I, I thought I had a little understanding of God, like a little bit of arrogance to myself at the time. And then, like, he started speaking, and he's like, you know, um, we don't know how to receive God's love. We don't even know how to love people. We don't even, like, we don't even know what love looks like and all this stuff. And then, like, he spoke, and, and like, and I was like, who's this guy? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. looking back, like... How dare you? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, like, looking back, that's, like, one of the most powerful things that I took away from, especially somebody that spoke when I was in the school. And, like, I still, he's one of the few pastors I still keep up with, it, but... Um, you know, he's got a, a church that's still there, whatever. And, you know, I, as far as his perspective on the mass stuff and all that, I don't know the ins and outs, but like, I, I, that still resonates with me and how we're still, we're always like growing in God's love. We're still growing in like learning how to receive his love and how we even like how we yeah. want to be loved or we need to be loved, you know? And, um, you know, so I was just like, you mentioned in Nashville and stuff made me think of him and, you know, because he's one of those, it's like, you know, we make it so much harder than it really is. And it's just like simple trust, simple obedience and just being open to what he has. You know, just like you were saying, you had these different ideas of the way that you wanted to go or what you wanted to do. And then it was just like you just knew what God had for you. You knew that Nashville was a part of the equation. 
And since you've like embraced that, um, it's, it's really just shifted everything to, to putting you exactly where you need to be. Um, so, you know, I just was thinking about that as you were saying, and it's so cool, man, just when you embrace the process, when you embrace where you are and stuff, and then like God just shows you that he has so much better plan, so much better way than we do. You know? <laughs> so, it's so cool, yeah. man. But so yeah. like, um, you're in a relationship and stuff, you got a lady. And- yeah. Yeah. Um, Girlfriend as of now, but we already talking about long-term plans, so. Because. It'll probably happen, yeah. <laughs> How yeah. long have you guys been together? Uh, six months, about six okay. months. Yeah. Another one of those things, like, I think, um, you know, I kind of I moved out here. I, I was starting to make friends, but obviously, like, I'm like, all right, I want a homestead. I want a, I want a wife. I want, like, 10 babies. I want to make, like, 10 babies, you know, as many as possible. I want, like, 80 grandkids. Like, I want enough grandkids not just to make the football team in town, but to like have the football league in town, you know, <laughs> like I want, <laughs> I want the whole, the whole thing, you know, I want a small army when it's all said and done. Um, and you know, but all that's like me, 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 I want, I want, I want my, 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 you know, kind of thinking. And I kind of, when I truly just let that go and I was just like, you know what? God's timing. God will put the right person in my path, you know, and just kind of accept what God has for you. And he did it. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things she just pops up and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. You know, but kind of like the six months before that, I'm like, man, is this the one? Is she the one? Let me go up and like, you like some kind of swap pickup line or try to, you know, ask this girl out on a date, you know? Yeah. I think she's pretty me, me, me. I think, I think, I think, I think, you know, and when you kind of just truly step back and go, you know what, God, you, you, you do this for me. Mm-hmm. You know, you put the right person in my life at the right time for you, for us. Mm-hmm. And he will, he truly will. So, yeah. So, so how, yeah. How'd you guys meet? Um, Kind of online, like online. And then um, I have like a little meetup, like a little, um, kind of kind of it's not really bears but it's kind of just like a little meetup of christians from different churches and denominations in town and we like during the corona lockdown we would just um pull up chairs in a parking lot of a chick-fil-a and just kind of hang out you know like just kind of like in a circle kind of like it wasn't really like a bible study but we would just kind of talk about the bible talk about our thoughts theology stuff like that and so she started coming to that and it was just one one thing led to another and you know I was like, the, I think she's the one, you know, she wants all, she also is crazy enough to want like eight kids. Um, she she's like, the boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She checks, she checks all the boxes for sure. Nice. Yeah. She's usually yeah. popping up in my chat, kind of being annoying. So she might be here tonight. Uh, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> welcome in. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. Bears you out too much yet? Yeah. What was the, you said it was Legacy Church, right? But what was the pastor's name? Uh, Lyle Phillips. Phillips. I just want to write that down. Yeah. And he, he actually was a part of a ministry that went to India and got a bunch of um, like sex slaves and all kinds of stuff set free. And really? if you, you go back, like there's a, a YouTube video on it and stuff where there was this guy that was like farming these kids. And he was using them to like my, uh, yeah. work these mines, and like he literally owned hundreds of kids. And he developed a relationship with this guy, 
And like, you know, God was like, you know, you can't just, you got to be strategic about how you go about this. And I think he started with one kid. Like he gave him one girl and was like, you can have her, like do with as you wish. And then it grew to where it ended up being like several hundred kids. And, um, you know, he, he ended up meeting his wife over there. They have, I think, like three kids now. Um, you know, he's, he's a super cool dude. Like, you know, just very like genuine, doesn't care about like what people think or, you know what I mean? Cause he believes in the power of God and all that stuff. But at the same time, you know, like he's accepted in a lot of these traditional like settings, like you were saying, Baptist and all that. I think, I think his dad's a pastor in Murfreesboro or something as well. But, you know, he was one of those, just like me, you, a lot of us guys where like ran from what we knew we were supposed to do. And then like God just like captured our hearts and it was just like, okay, why am I running? You know, like, <laughs> this is so yeah. exhausting on me and everybody else. Why don't I just embrace it? And um, so anyway, I, you know, I don't know a lot of what he believes or thinks about all this stuff, but I just, re- and it's funny how one thing you can do or one thing you can say can impact, like he probably has no clue the impact that made on me. You know what I mean? And even yeah. like it, it offended my, um, it offended my heart and my mind at first what he had to say, because I was like, who is this guy? But then I was open to the spirit of God breathing on it. And now even looking back, you know, school of ministry is like 20, 12 2013 so this has been eight or nine years ago and it still just came rushing back to me like it was yesterday you know and, me- and my memory is not that great so you know, it's, it's a god thing if i remember something that long ago much less yesterday but yeah lyle, lyle phillips's name and you know shout out to him man because he's definitely made some impacts for the kingdom even with that you know getting getting this, those kids set free because they all they the life they lived and all that was just like there was no hope there was nothing that would make them think that this wasn't going to be their portion for the rest of their life and then god but then god you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah but then god yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, cool that. man um just want to well, acknowledge the chat first or did you have anything yeah. to say well, yeah, speaking of the chat, Bible Ring says um, he wanted to ask me if my girlfriend likes the mustache because um, this mustache is new. It's, it's mustache season, so I had to shave. Uh, <laughs> I usually have a beard kind of like yours. Um, so I'm new to the stash. I kind of like it, but I kind of also am like, feeling a little cold, you know? <laughs> Not yeah, used to the stash. But, but when she saw me for the first time, she was like, you look like Hitler. And I was like, yeah. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> that, that Owen, you know, stand up kind of uh, popped into my head. I was like, I was like, I don't think you, um, I don't think you know what Hitler looked like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, not it quite does. there, you know. Yeah. It does fit you though. Yeah. Like Wobbly just said that, you know, you, you pulled it off well. So, but yeah. um, what's up, Iron Man? What's up, Stolen Honor, Pumpy, um, Bobbery, Castaway? What's up, guys? Hey, everybody, uh, Zezzy, just wanted to give everybody a quick little shout out. Well, cool, man. It's flowing nicely. It's already been about 30 minutes. Um, There's several things you wanted to kind of just share, hit on. Um, You're welcome to take it any direction or just kind of roll the topic, whatever's on your heart or on your mind, man. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Oh, the sage. I don't know. (laughs) The spotlight. spotlight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, I kind of want to like, I mean, not like, I don't, I, you know, I don't want like a soapbox. I kind of wanted to like kind of talk to you about, um, kind of share thoughts if, you, if that's cool with you, um, sure. about, I've been really interested in, um, I heard the phrase architectural warfare. And that really sparked my interest, just with the whole like Tartaria theory and just all this stuff about how basically every war over the last hundred years was kind of almost just like a cover to just go and destroy Tartarian architecture everywhere. And uh, even in Nashville here, like we have a giant Parthenon. I don't know if you know about Nashville, like the giant Parthenon. A lot of time in Nashville. Okay, yeah. So you know, right? Centennial Park, and you know, I think it was World's Fair or some kind of like exhibition, kind of that whole thing where they have these World's Fairs. They have these enormous, like ridiculous buildings. (laughs) You know, like quote unquote constructed in a few years, and then you know they just mysteriously burn down or they're you know torn down on purpose like a year or two mm-hmm. after and so the same thing happened in nashville but they left this giant you know full-scale uh parthenon and it's so unbelievable like it's so like the the top part of the building is like this enormous solid block of just concrete or whatever material it's made out of held up by these columns and it's like how do they lift that thing into place you know <laughs> there's just no way in like 1890 they lifted this thing without cranes into place you know and then you look at the rest of the city, which is, you know, Nashville right now is just being developed and all these skyscrapers are going up. And you're like, they're building a skyscraper over there and it has like three cranes and it's taking them five years to build. Right. But then they built this thing. Yeah, you know, the, the state capital is, is this enormous, giant, beautiful dome, you know, and it's like just stuff like that where you're like, yeah, something's going on here. You know, and then the whole Tartaria, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with that. Um, I always forget the guy's name, but I think it's Howdy Mikowski. I don't know if you're familiar with that. A really good YouTube channel where he kind of deep dives into some of this stuff. And um, John Levi, John Levy, I don't know how to pronounce it either, but he has a really good YouTube channel. But just that whole idea, too, of like brutalist architecture. How like the Soviet Union like specifically like tore down old architecture and replaced it with just kind of like straight lines and concrete blocks, like very yeah. ugly looking blocky squares, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of cookie cutter things. And it's like on purpose to like demoralize. And then when you look back at this, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like make make every house look like you're in a, a prison cell. And then you look back at this quote unquote Tartaria or whatever you want to call it architecture. And it's just beautiful. It's curves, it's artwork, it's intricate, you know, it's so like spacious and beautiful. Pleasing. Like you feel like the, I'm trying to think of a way to articulate, but it makes you want to be creative. It makes you appreciative. It makes you see the value and and whatnot. Yeah. It's inspiring when, with the, with the beauty and the architecture or, like I don't know if you heard me say it or whatnot, but like the the cementing or whatever they call it, what what they're doing with all this is something new to me. It's something I've just kind of been aware of. But all this where they're concreting everything or everything is like you said, like a prison cell and stuff. It's <laughs> yeah. it's intentional. It's literally intentional, and it, it literally lowers your frequency. It lowers your awareness. It lowers yeah. like just across the board. And it's so fascinating that every, even in, internally, you're you're responding to what you see visually, what you feel from that, the creativity, even from you know, like I can see graffiti on a, a gigantic, ugly building, 
and that can I, I, it sparks my creativity or makes me like appreciative yeah. of it. And that is something that's usually somewhat destructive or whatever, but still more beautiful than the, you know, than the cementing or, you know, the imprisoning your mind, I guess is the easiest way for me to put it. So, but yeah. it's, it's interesting. Though. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You use the phrase, um, imprisoning your mind. And then, um, I have a friend that's all into like a friend of a friend, a podcaster kind of friend who's into the concept of homesteading your mind. Mm. I like that. (laughs) I I mean, that's kind of a good summary of like what the bears are doing too. You know, it's like physically homesteading and spiritually homesteading, like Mm. doing it spiritually, like, you know, breaking away because that is kind of that goal, right? I I, like it's what you're talking about. Like they're trying to like mentally break you down so that you aren't free, so that you are willing to just be molded however they want you to be molded, think however they want you to think, you know, obey whatever they tell you to obey. Um, but if you're like homesteading your mind, if you're not willing to like let those inputs, those spells kind of in and, you know, conquer your mind, um, you can grow your own food <laughs> I just keep, quote unquote, it, in your mind. I, yeah. I keep going back to that verse over and over again. And this has been like the last few weeks. But as a man thinks in his in his heart, so is he, you know. And so it's that same thing, whatever is your reality in your mind or or your heart, because I I think they coincide like, you know, your heart drives you or is your driving force to your soul, which is your mind, will and emotion. Like when when that's really locked into the beauty and seeing the beauty, even if it's like with your spiritual eyes, then then you can grab a hold of that thing or you can, you know, use the creativity that comes with it or whatever. But if you're imprisoned in your mind or if you think everything's dull and low and boring, then, you know, then it is regardless of whether, you know, there's beauty in it or not. And so like that, that being your starting point and being able to see the value versus like thinking that wherever you go, you're stuck in a prison mentality, you know, like it's, it's all mental warfare. I mean, it's all spiritual warfare. Yeah. So what, uh, you know, you, you doing the good news for my dudes and stuff, man. I've been checking that out. I love, like, I love, I love what it, you know, the, just the slogan for it. And and that is what it is. It's good news. You know, it's. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of funny because a lot of them are like, um, it's just this book. I actually have it right here. This book, it's like $10 on Amazon. It's just kind of like a devotional reading a day, kind of these short stories. It's kind of funny because a lot of them, you can tell the authors are total boomers because they're always talking about like, like, you know, blasting off into space or like landing on the moon or something. Right, yeah. <laughs> and like as I'm reading it on stream, I'm just like, oh, God, you know, <laughs> do I have to like dive into gravy explanations in the middle of this? But overall, it's just pretty good messages. It's like really just yeah. biblically based, like, um, you know, there's like a kind of a scripture reading in it. And then it's um, kind of a theme, you know, and it just really breaks down the Bible really simply. And so I wanted to kind of share that with people and then kind of share my insights and kind of also be like asterisk here. Uh, obviously, we didn't go to the yeah. moon. It's a good parable, good message here at the end of this devotional reading, but a little asterisk. Yeah, we definitely did not go to the moon. Uh, <laughs> sorry to burst your bubble, Boomer. But uh, <laughs> have you ever that's heard good. Of, yeah. Have you ever heard of Oswald Chambers? No, I mean that kind of sounds familiar, but I'm not 
familiar. With He's it got another one that, you know, he did like late 1800s, early 1900s. So I'm probably butchering the time frame. But anyway, it's literally one for every day of the year. And, um, you know, there's uh, like, I've, I'm not, I don't use a whole lot of devotionals, but it's one I've appreciated. And somebody actually updated it because it, he uses like $50 words and somebody had to like put it in layman's terms for people like me. Yeah. But like, you know, it's, it's, it's got a lot of value in it as well. And, you know, it's funny though, because, you know, he did all this stuff and, you know, if you look into his life, he had some interesting things, but he actually died of appendicitis. And what's funny is, you know, people are like, you know, or a ruptured appendix. And, you know, so it was interesting because people were like, you know, you, you need to get this dealt with, whatever. Well, he ended up dying. And I'm like, you know, because he, he was trusting God to heal him. And I'm like, that's awesome. You know, you, you know, there's value in that, whatever. But sometimes God's like, go to the doctor and get this taken care of. <laughs> like, you don't want to go out like this. Like, just, just get, it, get it dealt with. It's fine. It's okay. It's not lack of faith. I'm actually telling you the, the doctor in this situation is your friend. Yeah. See, I, I do wrestle with that concept because one time um, we were kind of like, you know, kind of laughing and joking about it. But someone was saying that whole story of like, you know, there's a guy in a flood and he's on his roof, you know. And he's right, praying right. to God. He's like, God, save me. You know, it's like a little thing people bring up all the time. Like, boat comes by and he's like, no, thank you. Um, God will save me. And then, you know, a helicopter comes by. He's like, oh, no, thank you. Like, God will save me. You know, and then so eventually he just dies in the river, goes up to heaven. And he's like, hey, God, why? You didn't, you didn't save me. Like, what, what's up? And God's like, I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. I sent you, you know. But also you could flip that around and just be like, God was like, I wanted to recall my greatest warrior back home. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like in the earthly sense. It's like, yeah, stupid. Just get on the helicopter. Yeah, stupid. God's sending you a man in a boat right now. Or maybe it is part of God's plan. Like if, at the end of the day, you can look at that guy and call him stupid or that he's somehow not following God's plan. But what if God's plan does require you to sacrifice yourself or something? You know, it's like right. it's kind of weird to question God's plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like That's that true. seems kind of materialistic. And so in the same sense, it's like. Maybe God just for some reason wanted him to die from a ruptured appendix to teach people <laughs> forever after that they need to not, you know, die of an appendicitis or, you know, go right, get their, right. their things checked out. You know, it's like maybe his death did serve some kind of greater purpose. Um, so I'm kind of like cautious of that now. I'm kind of yeah. still in that debate stage where I'm like, I don't know what way is right or not. Um, I tend to lean against the us, you know, us being like, that's, you know. Mm -hmm that's what I should do because that's going to keep me alive. You know, I kind of think that's why we're in this mass situation. Right. I, you know, I've been in little discussions with people like churchian or Christian people that are like, you know, we need to wear the mask because why wouldn't you, you know, God made masks, you know, like why not? <laughs> God made hand sanitizer. Why not use it all the time? You know? And it's like, well, you know, yes, but also like you doing that is also a sign of you being scared and not trusting in God. Right. You know, you're trying to trust in your own, like, materialistic comforts or um, cures, I guess. You know, you're trying to trust in your own understanding or the understanding of your fellow man, as opposed to just truly putting it up to God to provide you with a body that's capable of fighting off diseases and threats, you know. Mm -hmm. But I struggle with that because then what if, you know, <laughs> what if you take that to its extreme and then you are, like you're saying, like, you're, it's like you could have just gone to the doctor and been fine and been a disciple maker for the next 50 years, or yeah. are you just going to die 
when you could have had this other route, you know? So I kind of debate that in my mind all the time. Yeah. That's an interesting concept. Well, and just not knowing, man, not like only the person in God knows the truth. Right. And I think that's the thing we, we easily get caught in the trap of judging. Like, you know, and I I shared that verse the other day of like that man looks on the outside, but God looks at the heart. You know, you can like, we usually judge people according to their actions, but we judge ourselves according to our intentions. Right. And I'm sure, sure you've heard that said a bunch or whatever. But yeah, yeah, um, John said, God wants us to use discernment. And that's so true. But like, even with trying to use, you know, discernment, whatever, have it walking with wisdom and all that, there's still times where we miss it. There's still times where, you know, we're close, but not quite or whatever, or, you know, and so I think that's where God, like, it's constantly an opportunity to remain humble and just to be like, okay, what, like ultimately all I can do is like the best I can with the information I have at the moment. And then whenever I know better, I do better. And then, you know, everything else, I just say, leave it up to, could it be, or, you know, like Mm -hmm. God's, God's teaching me or he's adding something to me in that moment. So, um, but yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, so how has your experience been in Nashville with all this stuff going on? How have people been responding around you? I know you said (laughs) the work's been pretty cool, but like, as far as like the meetups you've been to, just like life in general, whatnot. Well, yeah, it's it's weird because like all my family and old like my old like my family and my old friends are in California and they're a mess, you know. <laughs> they're freaking out. And even like in the city of Nashville, it's kind of you know everyone wears masks. Everyone you know people kick you out of their businesses if you walk in without one or whatever. But the more you just get outside, like to kind of smaller towns or just the fringes of the city. People don't really care. You know, it's kind of a joke. When people put the mask on and they take it off the second they walk in the door, you know, they're kind of like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and no one just really takes it seriously. You know, it's like people put the mask on because they don't want to get yelled at or they just don't like, you know, pushing buttons or whatever. Or they don't, they're not willing to sacrifice their privileges. But they're like, I mean, the, the thing I saw at the gas station kind of when the mask thing was really starting to be pushed was this guy had a mask on you know, total boomer mask on gloves on <laughs> he's awkwardly like standing six feet away from me you know like get away from me and he goes up to the counter to like pay i'm just like sitting there like whatever dude i'll you know <laughs> you do you homie i'll stand here patiently and wait for you whatever goes up to the counter you know takes his glove off reaches into his pocket pulls his cell phone out puts it back away, takes his wallet out, pulls a debit card out, puts it in the machine, types buttons on the machine that has probably never been cleaned ever. (laughs) Never been wiped off ever. You know, takes his credit card back out, puts it back in his wallet, puts it in, and then puts a new glove on. You know, and it's just so stupid. It's like every little like fake mental precaution he's taking to not catch the, the cooties, you know? It's like he just like, takes his phone out that's never been cleaned before, probably, you know, <laughs> takes his, de- his, you have his credit card out <laughs> yeah. like and your wallet and your credit card. And he's typing on the little debit card machine that every other person who's touching their cell phone and credit card is touching, you know, and then he puts his glove back on. So he's like trapping whatever bacteria he just touched back into his hand now, you know, and then he walks out the door kind of like in a panic. And so it's just kind of like that where it's like, yeah, they're kind of going through the motions or mentally they're scared and they're kind of pretending like they're keeping themselves safe, but they're also just like acting so irrationally and silly, you know? So it's kind of silly. It's kind of like that, but 
you know, every single store has a sign in the door that says masks are required. And I just like walk in and smile at people and wave. And I mean, the most is like, um, I mean, shout out to Publix. Publix is my new grocery store because even the employees come up to me. (laughs) I'm just never had it in California. You know, I was originally from Illinois, never had it there. Dude, Publix is awesome. They never hassle me ever. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, if you're gonna go that route, like Publix is the go-to. I'm just saying. Yeah. If you can't grow it yourself, shout out to Publix. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, I mean, I've had now three little old ladies like separately come up to me and be like, "Thank you so much for not wearing the mask," you know. And I like twice I was like, "Yeah, like you don't have to wear it either," you know. And they're kind of like, "Wait, what?" Uh, oh, <laughs> you know, it's just like, if you just kind of are like, Thank like you for positive information. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I'm not an authority. Like, what are you talking? <laughs> just don't wear it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but if you're just a good example, if you just love life, you know, light, if you're just a good person putting out good, positive vibes into the world, if you're just shining that truth and love of God out, it's like a lighthouse in the darkness. So people are like, whoa, like there's light. <laughs> I can do that. I can have that too. Um, and so even Publix employees have come up to me and been like, hey, they still have to wear their mask, you know, because they're on camera and they're being paid. And they're like, thank you for not wearing the mask. <laughs> Don't tell anyone, but thank you, man. Keep it up, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, the worst that happens is someone will like, you'll walk into some store and they'll just be like, oh, like we have masks at the front desk or, you know, oh, here's a mask. And I'm just like, oh, no, thank you. Like, thank you, but no thanks. Like, like no, I'm not going to wear that. And they just kind of look like, uh, okay. uh all right i guess i can't like stop you so just go in have a good day you know you just meet them with love meet them with compassion and even when they say no like i I do doordash delivery on the side so i'm kind of in and out of restaurants a lot you know Mm -hmm. just going into a chili's to grab a bag and leave and they all have signs on the door all the employees have them on half of the employee or half of the guests don't really wear them, you know? And then even if they do, even if one store, like the corporate chains are kind of a little more aggressive about it or strict about it, but even they will just kind of be like, yeah, next time when you come in, can you wear one? Like, ah, like I'm just a minimum wage employee. I'm just kind of following orders, man. I don't really want to tell you to do it, but I kind of have to. And you're just yeah. like, okay, cool. Thank you. You know, have a good day. I'll do that next time. You know, <laughs> wink, wink. I'll do it next time. Yeah, have a good day. You did then, your like, part. <laughs> Applebee's, your though. Part. Applebee's and Wingstop are the two chains that have, like, totally just been like, no, get out. Like, we're not, like, I, like, you are not allowed in here. Leave, you know. And so right. even that, like, it's like, I don't pull out my cell phone and go, like, how dare you? You're trampling on my First Amendment right. I'm an American. <laughs> you know? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> it's like if you just literally are like, okay, cool. Like, have a good day. You know? Okay. Like, I'll see you later. Like, okay, I understand. They look at you so confused because they're like, wait, you're not yelling at me? You don't hate me? You're not meeting me with violence or anger right now? Like, if you meet them with love and compassion, you can see that spark in their mind where they're like, Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, maybe I should reconsider this. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I have some thinking to do about this, you know? So that kind of happens a lot. But yeah, overall, also, it just seems to be kind of dwindling, you know, the whole fear and panic. You know, I think especially the more you get outside of the cities, like the more you're outside of Memphis and Knoxville and Nashville, people just 
like aren't even at all wearing masks. You know, it's like dudes get out of their trucks and they're not putting a mask on to go in a store you know? <laughs> and no one's going to stop them. Like some country actual dude, like some dude who's like actually like a tradesman or something. No one's stopping that guy, you know, but I think if you're kind of still in California, it's pretty aggressive. Or if you're in New York or Chicago or some of those Northern States, um, it's, you know, I'm sure everyone here, everyone in the chat probably knows in their various different places, how strict yeah. they're still being or not. But yeah, it's kind of like city versus not city, um, just with all of it. Same with churches is being closed too. It's like all the big churches or churches in the city are kind of closed or live stream only or, you know, half capacity where they have half the pews marked off or something, or they do three services to kind of spread out attendance. But if you go to a small town outside, I mean, people aren't wearing masks. They're hugging each other. There's no <laughs> signs on the door. Like people, you know, it's just church is church, you know. So it's kind of that big divide of city versus not um, kind of taking place. Yeah. Which is a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> like the, sign. Thing, the thing I've really been thinking about is like people are drawn to the light, man. And, you know, yeah. like we, it's easy to get in this mindset of that people don't want the truth or they can't handle it or whatever. But, but like a lot of times, all it takes is just a gentle, gracious truth to break a ton of lies and to yeah. have that aha moment where a lot of things snap back in, you know, we're into alignment. And um, so yeah. it doesn't matter how dark everything is around us or how consumed with nonsense people are. Just a, just a good spark of light, and they it can shift so much, man. And and I genuinely believe, especially right now in a world full of hopelessness, when people see you have hope, they want to be around you. When you represent yeah. it correctly, when you you're like authentic with it, and you know it's not like beating them over the head with it or whatever. Like it, it will cause a chain reaction, and you never know what will happen once you leave that place or. What, what will happen with their family or, you know, in their life in general. So all you can do is just like, I call it, you know, just, just throwing seeds. You never know where it's going to yeah. hit or what's going to stick or, you know, but like s sometimes that thing could be the ripple that, you know, changes thousands of people's lives yeah, and you know what I mean? yeah. or somebody's absolutely. whole family. So, you know, there's definitely been times where I've responded poorly and all that, but then there's been some times where, I made people smile and I knew it changed their whole day or, you know, mm -hmm. just whatever. So like I try to, in those moments, especially when I feel like there's going to be opposition and like feel a, a, you know, an atmosphere out, you know, it's just like, okay, what can I do to make the maximum positive impact, you know, yeah. to where like, you <laughs> yeah. know, they're like, okay, there was something different about this situation. And I don't even, you don't even necessarily have to be like, well, Jesus Christ or, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be like, this big formula it's just like being a different you know a different kingdom and you know it's yeah. like where jesus said the kingdom is is at hand and the kingdom is within you so wherever you go the kingdom's there as long as you're aware of it and um so that's i mean that's yeah. something i'm working on and you know like it's crazy the like i'm surrounded by a ton of people wearing masks like even though i'm you know in not as big a city or whatever but like you know, people are still responding similar where they're either like drawn to you like a magnet or like they're repelled by you. But like when you recognize the, that there's that moment and just like making it have the maximum amount of impact to where you know that it's, you know, it's leaving that ripple effect, 
then I, you know, you never know what it's going to be in, in the end or how it's going to change somebody. So it's, it's cool, yeah. man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but well, so, yeah, everyone wants to talk about Romans 13, but Romans 12 is where it's at, where it's that it's meet all the evil with good, like meet hate with love, you know? And that's real. I mean, that's spiritual warfare and the devil's coming after you. I mean, love him, <laughs> like love him. And that's how, I mean, like, how does he react to that? You know, yeah, um, or, or like on that same train of thought, like in Romans eight, where it says all of creation is groaning for the sons and daughters of the most high to be revealed. Like that, yeah. that, that verse just like rocks me, man, where I'm just <laughs> like, if I walk the way I'm designed to, when I have my moments where I'm like really tapped in and locked in with the father, like, everything everything is ready for that everything wants that like it's yeah. it's hitting a hard yeah. reset to the way it's supposed to be and so like it's not you know and then it goes back to our mindset you know where our head's at and so if we realize that 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 everything whether they realize it or not subconsciously that they actually want truth they actually want hope they actually yeah. want you know they want to be to to come home and, yeah, um, exactly. So, I mean, that's exactly it is that is they want to return home and they're just so lost in this place that isn't their home. And then when you give them that spark, like you're saying, like planting seeds, or you, they're shown that light. It's like, wait, home. <laughs> oh, oh I, maybe I should start heading home, you know, but it's <laughs> sometimes it just takes a while for them to get there or realize it. You know, sometimes you kind of it keeps having to like slap them in the face a few times before they're like, Hey, what is that? <laughs> hey, maybe I should figure out what's slapping me in the face and, you know, start pursuing that um, instead of ignoring it. But yeah, I was going to, I was going to say something. I forgot it. <laughs> Probably not worth saying, but Romans yeah. 12, 13, anything about being light, any of that stuff. To yeah. I mean, yeah. Just in general, like, um, like I, I guess what I was gonna say is I'm a few streams back on Owen and I'm on Owen streams and I can't remember what's the last one I what the name of the last one I read or listened to was read like 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 I'm just reading the stream <laughs> yeah I, I I'm so hipster I read Owen streams uh, I'm back cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm better than you I read the, I, the book's better than the show you know. <laughs> um, but he was talking about that. He's like, completely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so much better on, on script than uh, with this voice. But he was talking about that, that whole concept of like evil has no power over you. Like you have to react. Like he was talking about himself. He's like, you know, these trolls attack him and he reacts. And then everyone else like on the outside is like, dude, what are you even like screaming at? <laughs> and I was saying like, what do you, like all these people they are attacking me. And everyone's like, what are you even like talking about? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how evil works is like evil will bombard you with temptations, with like all of this, like, you know, bribery and all of the stuff that's going to lead you astray to the things of this world and the, this world, the worldly things, um, the safety, the stuff, the material, the pleasures, you know, all that kind of thing. But if you just say no, like there's also this, the, like how you win, how you truly defeat that is like just saying no. And when you do that, you realize like they doesn't have any power over you. Like Satan is so weak and pitiful when you just go, no. Or when you say, I forgive you <laughs> or I love you. You know, when you say something like that, like there's zero power that he has over you. 
Um, that's something I'm really trying to learn too, because then Satan, kind of flipping your analogy around, because Satan will plant seeds too. He'll keep planting seeds where like, if you do a really good job of combating your lust urges, he's going to keep planting seeds of like envy and pride and wrath. You know, and you might be really good at stopping a few of those things. Like you're conscious, you're working on it. You're saying no to lust. You're saying no to envy. You're saying no to wrath. But you're doing such a good job. Now Satan's planting more seeds. And now you're being too prideful. Now you're bragging about how good of a job you're doing. Right, and that's, right. you know, so it's like Satan will scatter the seeds to try to get you to go in any direction towards evil. But if you just say no, like that's kind of the, what we have to do is keep saying no and keep meeting him with, no, thank you. And also, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. Also, I still love you anyways. You know, love them anyways, no matter what. Um, easier said than done. <laughs> it's like great thought. Yeah, good, great, good, Sean. Easy for you to say. Uh, yeah. But it's kind of easier to, than, than that, just saying go do it and it being done. Like, obviously, you have to work on it. We have to be conscious of it. But I think that's truly how we fight evil and break those like just break that hold that evil and, and Satan can have on us. Um, and when you do that, you realize how pitiful and powerless it is. You realize how great God is and how good just that is, how good good is, <laughs> how amazing the good, true, and beautiful things are um, when evil kind of loses its grasp over your mind and over your soul. Yeah. Well, and I think the whole thing with the forgiveness is, is so disarming. People expect yeah. Yeah. like a response. They a lot of times they want a response, and so when you don't give them that, you know, there's a verse that talks about it like it's like coals on their head, right? But like if you're not yeah. you're not doing it for that, you're not you're not doing it even for anything, but it being it, it's the right thing to do. And when you do that, I think it unlocks grace for them to where they can either forgive themselves or forgive other people because the yeah. The, the anger or the whatever it is, it's it's a trickle down effect where somebody else has you know offended them or breached a relationship or you know what you know whatever it may be, and so they the hurt in them is reproducing into you know d- being directed at you or whatever, and so and that's the thing I'm working on and trying to remember is like both in my life and in, in the people in my in my life that. You know, like you you can't see the things they're doing to you that's causing you pain or trying to cause you pain. You have to see that, like, it's not about any of that. It's it's just about walking the way you're supposed to. You know, walking in relationship, walking in fellowship with the Father, and walking in fellowship with everybody around you. And um, and when you do that, and when yeah. you do it for no other reason but because you know it's the right thing to do, not like oh I for like because I've had people tell me like oh I forgive you, but it was like they wanted to look more virtuous, and I'm right, like, yeah, you just lost any purpose in that <laughs> making a point to tell me yeah. that you forgive me because you're you're still telling me I'm wrong, you know, right? Yeah. And so it's like I mean I could be wrong, and like I'm sure I have been thousands of times, but in this situation, you don't have to tell somebody you forgive them a lot of times. You just have to release the judgment in your heart over that person. Yeah. And then whenever Absolutely. you do that, like, Absolutely. you know, the best way I've heard anybody explain forgiveness is to remove the judgment over them in your life. Because you're, you're yeah. when you put that judgment on them, you're playing God. And whenever yeah. you play God, then he's like, oh, apparently you got this figured out, you know, so I'm going <laughs> to run its course and yeah. you're going to realize that 
that ain't how this works. You know, there's only one God. There's only one person that can judge correctly. You know, even like when they said to Jesus, you know, that you're, you're good. And he said, only only the Father's good. And yeah. I, I personally yeah. No man is good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so it's, I don't know, it's interesting, man. And, and it's, it's humbling. And, and, there's, and, it's, and at times it's frustrating because you realize you're only bumping your own head. You're only at war with yourself. I mean, the enemy... You know, he does things, whatever. But, like, more times than not, I'm dealing with Robert before I'm dealing with anything else. And, yeah. you know, whenever you do that and you extend the grace, you extend the forgiveness that you would want somebody to have for you, then it, like, it just changes everything, man. It, it really yeah. does, like, set things the way they're supposed to be. Hmm. Um, so, but that, that really good train of thought, man. Really enjoying the conversation. <laughs> um we can keep rolling with this, or is there any other direction yeah. you wanted to take it? Like, you know. Well, no. Well, no. I mean, I just wanted to say something, then maybe ask you a question because, like, I I do agree it's judgment, but it's also resentment. For sure. Like to truly forgive someone, like you can't resent them. Um, and are, are you familiar with Jesse Lee Peterson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his work. So he's all about that too. He's like, forgive your mom. Yeah. You know, he he's a little kind of you know. There's stuff I disagree with, you know. But the but the premise he has is like, um, if you have resentment for anyone, like he'll say the phrase, and I agree with it. Like, if you don't love everyone, you love no one. Like you're pretending that you love people, and you need to let go of resentment because resentment and judgment is like you trying to play God, and that's kind of like what you were saying, like. And when you truly let that go, that's true forgiveness. That's truly forgiving people by not hating them, by not resenting them, mm. you know, not judging them. Um, and that's how you truly stop playing God. Jesse will say that's sin. Like there, like Jesse almost says, like there's no like the only thing that is sin is basically like having judgment and resentment in your heart for your neighbors. But you know, and that's a big debate. We could probably <laughs> spend the next four hours on here tonight or whatever but uh like and i don't remember whichever translation it is i I get back and forth whatever i think it's aramaic but there there is no word for like that's why it's either you love it or you hate it there's no in between so that's why you know it said you know uh whichever one it was but esau he hated it wasn't that literally he i mean you know, whatever, it, it's like, well, then do you believe God hates? You know what I mean? But it was in comparison to how much he loved the other one, there there yeah. was an extreme contrast because he saw yeah. the value in between the one and the other. Um, but, you know, I always I thought that was something interesting and it's something I've been working on. It's like, there, in some of these things, there are no gray areas with God, like especially when it comes to like your appreciation or your value for somebody. It's like if you don't see the value in them, can you say you love them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking yeah. to myself, and, and like, you know, that's where God's been dealing with my heart. It's like if you can't find value, if you can't see somebody the way I see them, then do you love them? And, um, yeah. you know, even with like the resentment or bitterness, and, and, I, and this is my perspective on resentment and stuff is if you think of somebody or if you think of a situation and you have that cringe in your heart or that, you know, that, you know, like, you know, for lack of better words, but you, you know, when you think of somebody and even if you don't respond outwardly, 
you in your heart you're like that joker you know what i mean or whatever <laughs> and i've caught myself yeah. in it repeatedly yeah. in the last couple of months because right now the enemy is offering up offense freely he's offering up just anger wrath bitterness all this you know all this stuff that we're not supposed to embrace he's just trying they're just trying to dish it out any way you can take it at any opportunity yeah. whatever the thing is most important to you whatever the thing you hold dear in your heart or in your life the enemy is trying to see how much you value it and are you going to continue to walk in love and forgiveness and it's not easy i mean we're always there's always another opportunity to become angry there's always another opportunity to choose wrath so it's a daily thing, you know, where you're constantly having to release it. You're constantly having to say, okay, like they may not have known better or they may have done it intentionally, but whether they did it intentionally or not doesn't change what God says. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, absolutely. anyway, it's <laughs> strong drink. <laughs> Man, I can just listen to you listen to you go, dude. Just go. <laughs> I, I, just I love it. Me. I love it. Well, what do you think about the idea of like how do you show your love for God? How do I I believe everything is a is a is a reflection of worship. I believe that, you know, there's a yeah. There's a guy named Brother Lawrence, a book that he wrote um, called Practicing the Presence that was very foundational for me. And he was literally a monk in whatever century it was. It was a while back. And um, people would literally travel far to just watch him do dishes because he was so <laughs> enamored with the love of God, with, you know, just gratitude. And, yeah. you know, so I believe like worship is, is externally, you know, they had a bunch of different words that meant um, worship, you know, from hallelujah to, you know, there was different symbolism, whether it be, you know, to be on your knees in, in you know, reverence for the Lord, to have your hands raised high to all this stuff. And so yeah. to me, worship is anything that is out of a pure heart where it doesn't matter what anybody else sees or what anybody else does, if God has, has moved your heart to do that and you're obedient, then that is a reflection of worship. And, you know, because a lot yeah. of people just are stuck with like the music and all that. And that's part of it, yeah. I believe. But that's just one glimpse of it. That's one aspect. Well, what do you think about yeah. it? Well, yeah, I, I've been noticing it too, like with like the Tennessee Bible Belt churchy and kind of people where, you know, they go to church and their hands are high and they're like really getting into the music, you know, and then the, the, the preacher comes out and starts delivering like something just based and like people in the crowd are just like on their phones <laughs> or they're like, they're just like, can't even sit still. They're just like, you just kind of tell they're so itchy to get out of there. And then the final song comes on, they're back to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then it's over and they go home. <laughs> they go get Chick-fil-A and they go home, you know? So there's kind of like that where it's like, yeah, like they're doing a really good job of worshiping in blocks, you know, at, at specific times in specific places, but they're kind of missing it on the before and the, in the middle and in the after, you know, it's, I think it is important to strive for that constant worship mm. and in the pain in the hardships in the struggle, like when life is bad, give praise to God, you know, mm. I, this new job we were talking about my second day, you know, again, it's like Maurice. It's like on time. You need to be on time means being 10 minutes early to help out. You know, <laughs> you need to be there. It's like, I'm a, I'm a new guy. I'm trying to prove myself. 
I'm like, all right, let's go. And you know, I wake up extra early. I get coffee. I'm pumping and pumping some 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 uh, sea shanties. You know, I'm like getting hyped up for for work. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. Bam! I hit this enormous pothole and get two flat tires. And it was like, man, this is, uh, you know, like my good impression's gone. I might get fired, you know, second day on the job, you know. I just yeah. quit my last job. It seemed like God was bringing me to this place. And it's just like, what? You know, and the, the mental human reaction would be to be mad or angry or disappointed or whatever. But when you kind of take that step back and just go like, praise be to God. Like, I don't understand this. It's not yeah. my plan. It's not what I want, but there's some learning lesson from this. Like somehow this is going to make my life better in the long run. Even though right now, temporarily, this moment, this hour, this day, it's really like making me look bad. It's, you know, costing me money. It's, you know, costing me stress of like having to physically pull over in a parking lot and change a spare tire on, you know, like physically exert myself or whatever. Like you can look at it and like complain about all those things. Or you could spend all those moments also like giving praise to God. This is going to be a teaching lesson. This is going to be some kind of moment that's going to make me a better person, even though it's like a challenge. It's hardship. It's difficult. It's going to set me back at my new job or whatever, you know, there's just those little things where like, even in the hardships, even in the struggle, give praise. Like there's, it's mysterious and it'll pay off in time um, one way or not in this life or the next, but eventually you'll see that in the hardships, you know, that's when we need to like give thanks, you know, give thanks in all circumstances. One of my favorite little catchphrases, uh, <laughs> little out of context Bible verses you can pull out to get, you know, right, right on your wall to give you motivation. But it also is like profoundly true, like give thanks in all circumstances, yeah. even yeah. the bad ones, even the painful ones, you know, and especially during the good ones, especially when you're at church and everyone's vibing and putting the hands up and, you know, <laughs> the music's great and the sermon's great. Yeah, that's good. Do that. Like, go. Great. Awesome. But when you leave, when you go get in your car and it's freezing cold, mm. you know, you have to defrost your windshield. Also be giving praise. You know, when you go, when you're trying to get home to do something and you're caught in traffic, you know, give praise. Like, there's no reason to not in that moment still be giving praise to God and still worshiping God. Yeah. So all that being said, I totally agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and so the thing is like on that same train of thought, like there's two things I want to hit on. I'll try to remember them as I'm ADD and out yeah. over here. But, uh, you know, no I think a lot of times, you know, worship uh, should cause something. Um, cheap worship or like yeah. that's you know like it's easy to to like have gratitude or whatever whenever everything in life is going perfectly but whenever it's hard it doesn't make sense or you know or you have or like when you just lost a loved one and it doesn't it just you know it hurts and you're confused yeah. but instead of like blaming god or being bitter or whatever you say you know what like, I know that you're still good and you're still faithful and that, like, I'm missing this person like crazy, but that doesn't change my perspective of you. And then, like, yeah. you know, so that was one thought. And then the other one was, you know, like, Judah means praise. And so, like, whenever they went into battle, like, the Israelites, they always had the Nazarites, which were the consecrated ones that, you know, like Samson, Samson was a, a Nazarite, so they were from birth set apart for the Lord. Or some of them, it wouldn't be a lifetime, but most of them, it was a lifelong thing. But then also Judah would go as a part of that as well. So a consecration and praise would be the first thing that would lead them into battle. 
So, you know, people have said this or whatever, but it really is true. Your praise, your worship, your positioning towards the Lord, it is it is a weapon. And that's not why you do it or whatever, but it like it unlocks something in heaven and it and it like it requires a response to where heaven I believe that angels respond to it. I believe that the Father is so pleased yeah. in those moments or whatever where you can be you know, just curled up in a fetal position, like nothing makes sense, whatever. You're like, you know, I know the one that holds the keys to all of it. And I know the one that's still on the throne, even when life isn't going my way. And like, what are you trying to get to me in this moment? If I'm, as long as I'm okay, and I'm like genuinely okay with it, then you're going to add to me whatever it is I need. And like, there's so, you know, I just think it's so interesting. Judah was the smallest tribe but they went forth first. That, that like from a um, a combat or military standpoint, that makes no sense. <laughs> so yeah. like you know, yeah. but that's then again, God confounding your mind or offending your mind to reveal your heart. Of that, you know, He can do more with less when your heart's in the right place, when you're open, when you're willing. You know, um, so I I think it really it's I mean He's working on me in it. Um, there's moments in the season that I'm in where I like my heart's just been like, man, God's got this, you know. And then there's been little moments where I'm like, you know, you waver, you know. It's just like the when like Jesus asked the one guy or whatever, he said, "Do you believe?" And the dude said, "I I do believe, but help me with my own belief. Help me with those moments where I don't, I I, I have these these little cracks in my foundation that you're trying to seal." Or you're trying to expose the cracks so they can be restored and set right, you know, to, to really have that pump, that plumb line really shored up and make sure, yep. you know, that, that everything is, is solid, firm foundation on, on him and what he has for you. Um, so not not just to go, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting topic, man. And it's, you know, it's something we're always growing into. God's always, there's always deeper levels to all of this. And that's what he keeps reminding me of, is that every single thing that we hit on, every single truth, there, there's always a new level. He's always, as soon as you like get stability or you get breakthrough in it or you have growth, then he's like, all right, but there's more. All right, but there's more. Yeah. You know, that on that same thing, on that very same yeah. thing I just showed you, there's still more. You know, yeah. and so it's just There's like, another okay. battle. The next battle is ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but cool man. Well, um, let's see, was there anything like you wanted to hit on as far as philosophy or kind of where your head's at on just like different perspectives right now or Oh man, so well what do you what do you think about the moon? What are your moon thoughts? I, I, <laughs> I always I like look up at the moon. I'm like, dude, look at that thing. That thing is so crazy and mysterious. And like, I had this running joke with my girlfriend where I'm like, look how creepy that moon is. Because like, aren't there nights where you just get this vibe where you're just like, man, that thing's creepy. Like, look at it up there, like staring at me. <laughs> am I am, just me? Oh, no, no, just me. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll see myself sometimes out. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, it's like I'm blown away. You know what I mean? So, facial expressions don't necessarily reflect what I'm thinking. I always have to okay, preface yeah. that to people. But yes, I have no clue. Yeah. It blows my mind constantly. And yeah. um, it's just one of those things where it's, 
I think it's probably translucent. The video I saw and like BB shared this and it makes the most sense to me. I think where it like changes the different display or whatever is where it's dipping into the depths, into the deep. You know, where it like the different angles of it or it goes from like half moon, full moon, whatever. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is where it's, it's dipping into the depths of whatever the deeps is, whatever that even means. And, yeah. um, you know, where you can so, see, do you mean like the fact that you can like see the stars through it? Like through the darks, like the, is that what you mean? Like the dark side, like the, the what is that crescent or waning or waxing or yeah. what? <laughs> I don't know the terminology. I just know it looks creepy, you know? But yeah. It, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking the whole theory of the light lately. Like I've always wondered that, like, why is it not moved? There's no way it's a ball. There's no way it's a sphere. So I always thought maybe it was like uh, like a nickel. Like if you think of like a nickel in the sky that just kind of goes with the earth, <laughs> you know, globe or flat, whatever, <laughs> either way. Because it's like, wouldn't it have to turn at least a little bit? And then it never has, like for thousands of years. It's been the same circular face facing us at all times, never changing. Mm. Um, so it just kind of blows my mind. And now I'm thinking like the light would make sense, like a flashlight. Like if you had a flashlight, you would see that same face no matter what, you know, some kind of, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. And then some nights I look at it and it seems so close. Like have you ever had that? Like, like most nights it's like, okay, yeah. I could, I could kind of believe that that's maybe potentially like whatever, 200,000 miles away and it's some ball or something maybe. But then some nights you're just like, dude, that thing is like right there. Like that's like ten miles right up there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like what is that thing? It's like right there in the sky. Like I feel like a plane could go touch it, you know? Yeah. So like I just have these weird back and forth thoughts of like what even is it? And like some nights I'm just like, oh okay, whatever. And some nights I'm like, dude, that thing's creepy. Look at it. It's like ten miles away. <laughs> but yeah, the light, the luminescent, the luminary, the light theory is kind of my like latest. Um, hypothesis or theory, but yeah, I just want to know what, what your thoughts were on that. I don't know, man. I mean, there's there's a list of uh, probably a couple thousand things where I have no clue. Um, <laughs> I, it fascinates me, yes, and I'm like, I, like literally, I just you know stare at a lot and I'm like, but what is it? You know, I have no clue. Yeah. But you know, since. Uh, he was really wanting this to be addressed. I think it's a good opportunity for a teachable moment for Handy Adam Bear since he needed to disrupt everything for, for his attention-seeking <laughs> behavior. So Handy yeah. Adam said and did uh, multiple things. We'll probably say at least a half a dozen um, disrespectful or inconsiderate comments or interaction both in streams and on posts. So I blocked him and banned him. And so I right. genuinely believe in you can forgive somebody and, and all that, but that doesn't mean you restore or reconcile whatever. So he has repeatedly showed himself incapable of remaining silent in situations where he needs not to speak, just like right now. So the answer is no, I will not be unblocking from you th- from this or my personal one because you just now continue to show you're not able to remain silent. Um, so, so now you got your attention and you got your clarity, but no, that's a, that's a hard no. Ouch, yeah. and, and you can spin it whichever way you would like, but I'm telling you, you've had about a half a dozen opportunities to adjust the way you approach people. So now let's go back to having a nice chat. See, that, that's what it looks like when you cause problems and have no yeah. clue of social awareness. 
But yeah. um, anyway, enjoy the chat, man. It's been going really well. Um, <laughs> so, um, but you know, it's it's yeah. like that. There's a, a good bit of things where it's just like, I have no clue, man. I'm okay not knowing. I'm okay, like, just being like, huh? You know, what could it be? You know, what? I know what it's not. I know it's not, you know, many things. May I live a thousand years? Yes, I will. And I'll be blessed the whole time. <laughs> well, yeah. And then, oh, so yeah, this is a good point too. So 13 moons, 28 days. So like our calendar is off, right? Cause we go by these 30, 31 month days. And then, um, Bible reading says, don't you think we live in a realm? Yes. I'm, uh, yeah, definitely. Obviously. <laughs> uh, but what do you think about that whole idea of like the, the, the real calendar or the sky clock, the realm we live in, the sky clock or whatever, um, being 360? Wouldn't that make sense? Like a 360, like a full circle rotation? And then that would match up with a 28-day calendar, 13 months. Yeah. Do you, do you buy into any of that or think of any of that ever? Yeah, I mean, I've had people say like that or like the 12 months, 30 days, stuff like that. Um, it, you know, so, like the 30, 30 days, 12 months kind of makes sense to me, but it's just like, there's a lot of things where I, you know, I would rather just kind of fall back if I'm not sure I don't have a solid idea of what I think, but yeah, I mean, the, the thing of the sun and the moon rotating the way it does, you know, with the sky clock deal, that makes sense to me, but I really haven't honestly spent a whole time, a whole lot of time looking into it. So yeah. Yeah, I don't understand like the technicality stuff, but like I hear um, like Weiss or Crow talk about it, you know, and I'm just like, mm. yeah, they, they get it. <laughs> like they get it and they're scratching the truth, you know, and I'm just like, I don't really understand the technicalities of it, but yeah, it just so and it's just one of those things that just rings so true, you know? Um, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah to answer the question yes i believe we i believe we live in a realm i don't know what the shape of the earth is but i know the sky is a dome that's kind of the one thing i know is that we're kind of in a realm a dome realm but i don't really know what's going on you know the theory that there's like outer layers like past the antarctic ice wall like maybe there's more continents and more water like i just don't know how far this realm spans we could be curved. We could be on some curved shaped, you know, where like it's not a flat earth, quote unquote, because we live on a curved earth. But I just look at the sky and it just looks like um, almost like we're kind of in some sort of like um, snow globe, like one of those things you shake, <laughs> those little things you buy at an antique store yeah. where you shake it, you know, mm -hmm. it just to me, that's that's what we're in is some kind of like domed space thing. And like the heavenly choir above is just these stars. And I don't they're so mysterious. They're like these quote-unquote singing these vibratory white patterns in the sky and i think they're just close to us and they have some kind of function they serve and yeah the sky clock rotates around us that's my that's my theory but also i'm willing to be proven wrong as well so yeah, well, yeah. like just the eyeball thing is what resonates the most with me as far as you know it's it's a combination of being like a uh, an enclosed whatever um atmosphere with like a dome to it or I believe, I don't know, there's a lot to it and there's things I, I'm not sure. I believe there's like heavens. So there's more than one heaven and that there's layers to that or whatever. 
Um, but yeah, Papa J said no me no measurable curve. Yeah, that I mean, yeah. as far as that, excuse me, gravity. You know, a lot of these things. It's just like I don't know. I think they just started with one lie and then they just couldn't stop lying. They just had to yeah, and then just keep yeah. <laughs> then it's an avalanche. You have to just keep going and keep going and making it more complex so that people can't understand it anymore. And yeah. I just envisioned them like coming all this, making up all this stuff, and then there's a dude in the back just being like, "None of this makes sense." None yeah. of this has a, and then they just put like a gun and shoot in the head. They're like, "Go on, dude, go on. You know get I mean? Craig like, out of here! <laughs> He's screwing up our our, our scheme." <laughs> yeah. Guys, they're not gonna believe yeah. it. You know, it's kind of like the the be grateful. Uh, uh, what doing. Yeah. Um, you know, where they're just like. Guys, come on. Whenever they realize that we're lying to them, like they're not going to listen to another word we say. And I think there's so yeah. many people, especially like the videos. Like, so you, you're on TikTok some and stuff, and you've been having some, some success with that. Um, how's the response been with a lot of the younger like group with that as far as like high school or college kids? Um, have you been hitting on any of the like with that? Or what have they been saying? How's that been going? Uh, yeah, I kind of do like. I mean, TikTok, I keep it pretty much like uh, spiritual, religious, and theological. Um, I'm not really like spreading the gravy <laughs> on any plates, you know. But yeah, I mean, it, there was one video. I mean, it's just a whole story. Like I made a, I just wrote some comment on some guy's post um, and it just spiraled out of control. Like he responded to it and he's some big famous account. So all these other famous accounts started coming after me and all their fans and followers um, and then I got mixed up in like the algorithms of like atheists, like literally like, every account was like Satan. It was like Satan 666 was posting wow. on my feed and all these just obvious sodomites and all these accounts that are like, you know, zero posts on them. But they're just like these insanely like atheistic people making all these comments like mocking Sky Daddy and mocking the Bible, you know, and mocking right. Christ and all this stuff. And it was a little like it was a couple of days there, but just kind of being disorienting like, man. Yeah. There's so much hate, you know, yeah. and I'm just trying to kind of respond with compassion and love or I just block and ban them, you know, but it was just kept coming. It was just like probably 10 an hour, you know, 10 or 20 an hour. Mm. And, you know, it's like one of those things where you just consider deleting the post or deleting your account. And you're just like, all right, like this is you're not going to win. You're not going to win any hearts on yeah. TikTok, no. you know, <laughs> unless you're face to face with compassion and truth and love. You're not really going to convince random TikTokers who probably don't even care anyways that they're wrong or that, you know, they should turn return to home, return mm -hmm. to God. But then I made a post that basically was like, I'm not going to stop. Like, I'm going to keep sharing my thoughts on TikTok. I, you know, I'm going to keep spreading the truth and love of God. Um, we're called to do that, you know, because a lot of the comments were kind of saying, like, you have no right to tell me what to believe or you have, you know, Christians aren't supposed to force their religion on others. And I'm like, you know, our, we're kind of the Great Commission is that we need to go and make disciples. We need to go and spread the truth and love to everyone, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the whole point. <laughs> not like I'm not even allowed to kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I made that video and then that got in the algorithms of Christians. So it was just a flood of support, you know, a few days later of just keep it up, man. That, you know, basically like saying like you're over the target. Like that's exactly like, you know, and God probably sent that, sent you to those people to spark some kind of thought. Mm -hmm. So it kind of went from being like, man, this is frustrating this is annoying there's so much hate there's so much anger you know tiktok's gross place to like two days later being like dude tiktok's awesome like <laughs> tiktok's base tiktok's full of love like all these christians you know 
and so it really is that. I mean, it really is. Of course, there's just it's a, like a group of people. So there's going to be haters. There's going to be lovers. There's going to be good. There's going to be evil. Like there's going to be God fearers and God lovers, and there's going to be God haters. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of in any group in our society, that's kind of the way it works mm-hmm. out. But it's also just a really good place for a lot of Christians to get together and share. Like I was kind of surprised when I first started using it and kind of getting on it, interacting and stuff that there is just this flood of people sharing the good news, like sharing logos on there. Um, And there's a lot of politics. There's a lot of conspiracies, like some gravy sharing, some gravy ladling, you know, if you want to find it. There's also like homesteading videos, like farmers and stuff like that, kind of sharing insights and advice. But obviously, I mean, it's TikTok. It's mostly just girls dancing or, <laughs> you know, yeah. funny jokes and stuff. You know, that's most of it. But there's also like a, just a good amount of, you know, make Jesus known. Like make logos, like spread logos, spread good, what's good, true, and beautiful out there. Um, yeah, I think. So yeah, I'm trying to do that. <laughs> I think in 2019, somewhere in there, I downloaded it for like a month or two. And I caught myself, it was like a vacuum and it's on me. I'm not whatever, but like I would spend yeah. two or three hours and be like, where did the time go? Like, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it wasn't it, even necessarily yeah. anything bad. It was just like, it was taking a lot of my time. So I just, yeah. I deleted it and just left it at that. But you know, that, that, you know, that's not the app's fault or whatever. And like, there's like, we need to be hitting all these platforms, even like the more, yeah. you know, you know, the more, saturated is with nonsense we need to be that light so that's awesome you're doing that and yeah uh good night papa jay uh, appreciate you hanging man <laughs> i don't interrupt sean to big shout out to, to papa. Pete's out but yeah papa jay's crushing man, man doing the most shout out thing. to uh what is it v6 v6 million yeah, i'm not owing benjamin v6 million man papa crushes on that that's yeah. i always too um yeah sorry to like sidetrack shout out thank you papa no, jay for good. doing that Thank you for doing the hanging out bears thing too. Yeah, but it's a really good place because I have like friends or people or just people I'm like, you know, if I send them Owen streams, they're just going to turn it off. <laughs> they're not yeah, going to sit down like, for two hours little, to hear them out. You know, nuggets, man. You just got to just sprinkle it's, the breadcrumbs. It's, it's perfect. perfect. I mean, it's the man. perfect. Yeah. I mean, you can, cause you can be like, just go to this page and kind of click on the topics that interest you. And it's the perfect right amount of like five, 10, 20 minute long, like segments kind of cut and spliced to kind of pack the gravy in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like, that's how you kind of dip people in. You kind of get people to dip their biscuits a little bit, you know, <laughs> on a channel like that. And then eventually they'll start, you know, checking out and listening to the whole feed and kind of understanding. Um, I used to just kind of tell people like, dude, you got to hear this guy out, give him like five or six streams. But then that's like 10 hours. You know, are people really going to just like start listening to like 10, 15 hours and keep doing it and just keep being like, oh, trust me, it pays off. You know, trust me, just watch the first three seasons. The fourth season gets really good, you know. Sometimes that doesn't really work and you could actually probably maybe push people away from him. But yeah, Papa's channel, I mean, the V6 Million channel is so great at that. Like, dude, just go click on the topics that interest you and you'll see what he's talking about. Like, you'll start relating, you'll start, you know, even if you disagree, you'll start kind of like understanding who he is and what he's about and what this yeah. community is about. So shout out Papa Jay. Yeah. That's right. and, <laughs> Keep up the good work. And he's been doing his thing with that for, I don't know, almost or two years or something, just, just doing it because he enjoys it because he wants to whatever. And, you know, all of it comes together, him, there's several other people that do stuff like that where, you know, 
it's just spreading the seeds again, you know, yep. just whatever each, <laughs> yeah. each truth piles upon itself or bounces off the other one or, you know, and, and it draws people in. But like what you were saying about like TikTok and like you got a bunch of hate and then you got a bunch of love and whatnot. And like, I think that's the way it works. So a lot of these things where the enemy or maybe it's even God where he, he tests to see if you're going to continue doing it. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. if it if it yeah. has a power over you, or if you're gonna be like defined by the rejection, or you're gonna allow that to like make you stop what you feel like you were supposed to be doing, and then when yeah. you you show yourself tested and you show that you're gonna be consistent or you're gonna do it no matter what, then then the love and support pours in. Then the people that are like minded, you know, lock in with you, and then you know they add to you and all that. And um, you know, I, I think it's 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 so key man just not being swayed one way or another and that's one thing i've been having to deal with with like this or whatever even like posting a bunch of like scripture and stuff on my personal account like i'm like i'm fully aware that that's not what most people expect or looking for it's like if i was looking for likes do you think i'd be posting bible verses all the time yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like come yeah. on guys like yeah. just a little bit of logic here but you know and then again like eventually people want it eventually people are like wait this makes sense you mean to tell me that there's people that aren't even like kingdom minded that read the bible for wisdom like it's proven that like billionaires and millionaires even though they may not be quote unquote following god will read the bible just for the wisdom in it and like obviously that's not the reason you should do it but it just shows you there's something there right like you know, there's, yeah. there's definitely tremendous value if, if they're doing it and they see the worth in it when they could be reading anything or studying anything. And um, so, you know, I, I think it's yeah. pretty interesting with, with that stuff as well. But so we're uh, over an hour and a half in, man. You're, you know, welcome to like grab another topic or, you know, we can gradually start winding it down. Um, is there anything else yeah. you wanted to hit on or share, on, share about? Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, kind of leading off of that, um, like, so my live streams that I make, right, like, I'll, I'll make a live stream topic or an interview or something, and I usually get, like, 50 to 100 on the low-end views, you know, on BitChute, if you combine, like, BitChute and YouTube and all the podcasts and stuff. Um, High-end, sometimes it's, like, 200, 300, you know? Mm-hmm. And I could look at that and just be like, man, I'm not popular enough. You know, oh, man, I got to pump these numbers up or whatever, like, that's kind of what a streamer would usually do. Like, how can I get more numbers? How can I get more interactions or clicks? And I've just really come to terms with like, that's the exact number that needs to hear this. That's right. Like, that's exactly like, like there's a way that, yeah, the, there's a portion of those numbers that'll click, they'll hear me out and they'll go like, screw this guy, <laughs> block me and leave and never come back. But I feel like it's just the right amount of people for me at the right time to hear what I have to say and to find me and interact with me, you know? And I think everyone's like that. Like, oh, and what does he get? 10,000 people at least, if not like 30, 40,000 people watching and listening to his streams. It's like, that's the exact number. Like, he probably deserves millions. He probably deserves millions. He probably should have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers and not be kicked off of Twitter. But it's like, it works out. It works out to be the right people are, will find him at the right time, you know? And even in retro, like retrospect, even like at a later date, you know, they'll find Owen and they'll go back and watch his streams. They'll find me and they'll go back and watch my streams or whatever. And my numbers pump up. 
But I think that's also kind of a failure of the church. Like that's what I was kind of saying earlier about when I was sent to work at this mega church. They're so focused on numbers. They're so focused on like, how can we grow? How can we keep expanding? How can we make more churches? How can we get more people to come Sunday? Oh no, not enough people are showing up on Sunday. It's like, well, it's the right number of people showing up. You know, (laughs) if it's two people, you know, or if it's 10,000 people, like God is going to find a way to get the right people into the right places at the right time to hear the right things. And then from that point, you can reject or accept it. Um, It's like, give me, give me 10 people that are diehard that are like, I don't don't care, (laughs) I'm going for it. Over a thousand yeah. people that are just here for, I mean, are just doing whatever it is for whatever they can get out of it. Like, yeah, give, I mean, give me, me three hundred, give me three hundred Spartans on a mountain pass, you know, and watch mm-hmm. me change the world, watch me no rewrite crazy. history, or yeah. give me twelve disciples and watch me change the world, you know, watch me change Look all of reality. Right side, <laughs> yeah. right side up, yeah. I should say. Yeah, well, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and this is the thing yeah. I've been thinking about as well, man. Like, if you look, like, a lot of times it's easy for us to look at the Bible and look at, like, these different prophets or just different people. And, and like, we look at them and we're like, oh, they they were cool. They did this cool thing. But, like, in their time, most of them were hated. They were rejected. They were, you know, demonized, whatever. And then, like, they didn't even get to see a lot of the things that they reaped. You know, the eternal yeah. kingdom value that's even having an impact now, you know. And so you can't look at things through the, the, the lens of anything, but if God's putting it on your heart, and if he's putting it on your heart, who knows what impact it may have. It, I mean, for, yeah. for, for, for a millennium to come or whatever. And um, so just embracing that, and there's like that verse, I can't remember, I think it's in Ecclesiastes or something, but it says, don't despise the days of small beginnings. And so, like, really embracing, like, embracing the beginning of a thing just like you would where it's fully grown, you know, embracing the seed to the oak tree the same way you would when it's, you know, this epic, beautiful thing, right? And um, and I just am really working on trying to embrace that, trying to be okay with it. Doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know, about anything else, but it, do I feel like it's what God's emphasizing and do I do it to the best of my ability for if it was for one person or if it was for a large number of people? And yeah. I believe, you know, if, that, if we position our heart that way, then a lot of other things just fall into place. The people that are supposed to be in your path will fall into your path. They'll lock arms yeah. with you. They'll they'll do what they need to do because you know, like you, there's a there's a bunch of people that are um, like minded or on a similar trajectory or like their hearts in the similar place and they're just going after it. So hmm. like, I really appreciate you doing this stream. I appreciate all the stuff you do, man. Like I try to show love and support yeah, whenever you. I see you doing stuff. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate and, it. And, and whatever way I can yeah. to 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 make people aware because I know you're making an impact. And I know your heart's in the right place. And so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter about anything else. It's just like, man, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I know that God's blessing you. And I know that God's doing uh, just awesome things in your life. So it's really cool to watch, man. Um, is there any, any final thoughts, any shout outs or anything you wanted to, to do real quick? Anybody you wanted to holler at or? I mean, shout out to everyone, dude. All the bears. Keep crushing. <laughs> everyone. Keep crushing. All my dudes. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, the bears are crushing. You know, it's like we're about to, the meek will inherit the earth. We were the outcasts a year ago. 
and we're about to inherit whatever this reset is um, from all the slaves, <laughs> all the slaves around us. You know, it can be demoralizing when you're the only person in a grocery store without a mask on. You know, when your family's calling you names because you're not going to get the vaccine or whatever. You know, like things look really bad at times, but when you just keep standing up for what's good, true, and beautiful, with you, when you're willing to just do what the right thing. Follow the, follow the narrow path and live a righteous life. God will find a way of rewarding you, you know, eventually. And that's what the bears do. Like we just, we're willing to take those slings and arrows. We're willing to be called crazy. We're willing to like go homestead when everyone's like, why would you do that when you could just go to the grocery store? You know, we're willing to just push back against the evil and the wrong in this world and do the right thing and stand up for truth and love. And it might not pay off in the past or right now, but it will someday. And so keep crushing everyone out there. <laughs> keep crushing. Don't ever stop. Um, and yeah, I mean, just play your part. Do what you can. Do what you can to, to get true wealth, you know, the true wealth of family and community. And, you know, I mean, I don't have to, I'm not going to teach anyone stuff they don't know, <laughs> but just encourage you guys to keep up the good work. And yeah, me, I mean, just Sean V. Planet, you can find all my stuff there. Um, if you're interested in what I have to say, um, I'm taking a little break right now from live streams, um, but I'll be back in like April or May with some awesome guests coming up on that and some awesome topics. I'm reading C.S. Lewis, so I'm going to be coming with some C.S. Lewis insights. Man. And then this summer, I'm reading two E. Michael Jones books, and we'll be talking about that all summer. Um, so I got some gravy from those books coming, some awesome guests lined up. So you can do BitChute YouTube um, for the video live streams. Um, I'm also on DLive and all that stuff if you want to watch me live on Saturday mornings whenever I come back. And just find all the links and stuff at Sean B. Planet. Like you said, I do this good, I do devotional readings. It's kind of by men for men devotional readings and inspiration. I do it here on Instagram. So Sean B. Planet on Instagram. Or you can catch the replay on YouTube at Good News for My Dudes. <laughs> If you can remember that. Um, even I was having problems remembering that title. So, uh, yeah, good news for my dudes. And then Tentaria. So we're trying to get that going, too. Um, so all the bears kind of in and around um, the Tennessee area. I mean, you don't have to literally have a Tennessee driver's license. But if you're kind of driving distance and you want to do, like, the meetups with us, uh, Ohio Fire Bear, Westside Bear, Gravy Davy and Coffee Grounds Bear and a few others that I'm kind of forgetting right now kind of have been organizing these bear meetups um, around Dixon, Tennessee. I think the next one is May 1st. And we're kind of also just trying to make a little mini social network called Tentaria. So you can join that on Telegram and Discord and Instagram. Um, yeah. And then just shout out everyone. Big shout out to Cod too. I always like shouting out yeah. Cod because yeah. <laughs> Cod does so God, much right. and he Seriously. gets so much hate. Like I fake hate, joking hate, but also real hate from people, you know, like that, you know, I think he does, he takes a lot of slings and arrows and he's doing so much work. Um, so yeah, even if he doesn't even see this or whatever, big shout out, Cod. He's a great guy, even behind the scenes, you know, yeah. genuinely good guy, genuinely interesting guy. So big shout out to Cod and just all the content makers, you know, they know who they are, Red Pill Rooster, you know, Mountain Bear, Anchor Bear all those legends, like everyone out there just doing stuff. Keep it up. Keep crushing. And yeah, 
we will survive the winter, you know? <laughs> we already did, man. Like, it's spring, yeah. bro. Like, yeah. It's green now. Life is, life is yeah. green. But, but, and I wanted to say this. Yeah. We, we would all be so lucky as to have one Coddington in our life. Yeah. yeah and that's, man, if you can have one friend yeah. as solid and consistent as Coddington who's got your back and, and who is strong in the areas that you aren't strong in and really empowers you. And, and you know what I'm saying? And yeah. like, man, I, like, let me have a friend like Coddington. You know what I'm Absolutely, saying? Like, yeah. let's, like much <laughs> respect to Coddington and everybody as far as hanging with the bears and everything. We got nothing but love for Coddington. And yeah. for, you know, all the, mm-hmm. all the guys that have been around for a while and are continuing to stay consistent continuing to pursue the truth, continuing to, to, you know, to, to see this thing run its course, man. Like I, I got mad respect for all of them, you know, like I'm, I'm here to build and, and, and grow and, and, you know, people that got nonsense and all that going on, they're going to fall off, you know, yeah. like the, the, the Joker's yeah. hating low key or whatever they won't be here next year. Like, that's just how it works. Yeah. We, the ones that we've yeah. and seen it over and over again. So I will live a thousand years and God will be blessing me the whole time. <laughs> I I love that, yeah. this show. Well, guys, yeah. thank you for hanging out. It's been a great night. Really enjoyed the stream, Sean. We'll definitely have to get you back yeah. on here, man. Looking forward yeah, to same. adventures and construction <laughs> and everything else. So, But um, have a fantastic night, man. And, and again, oh, thank you, too, you brother. Thank you so much, man. Thank you.